You're listening to Her Brilliant Health Radio, episode number 15. She used to deliver babies, but now she delivers exceptional wellness for women. Welcome to Her Brilliant Health Radio, where holistic women's health expert and board-certified OBGYN Dr. Kieran Dunstan shares revolutionary insight from leading experts on what you need to know today to treat the root cause of disease, heal, and create the radiant health you've been searching for. Hey everybody, it's Dr. Kieran. Welcome to another episode of Her Brilliant Health Radio. Today I have a special guest who's going to talk with you about fixing your fatigue, Dr. Evan Hirsch. Dr. Hirsch suffered with chronic fatigue for five years before he achieved resolution using the Fix Your Fatigue program, he's gonna tell you all about that today, that he pioneered in his medical practice. Through his best-selling book, free Facebook group, and one-on-one coaching, he has helped thousands of people across the nation resolve their fatigue, and he is on a mission to help one million more. He is board certified in family medicine and integrative medicine, and when he's not in the office, you can find him singing musicals, dancing, and playing basketball with his family. Welcome, Dr. Hirsch. Thank you, Dr. Karen. Thanks for having me on. Glad to have you here. Um, I'm so excited for you to talk about uh, the process that you use with fatigue with clients. But first, I want to talk about your journey, because I know a lot of people think that we as physicians enjoy great health, although if you look at the average physician, you can see that that's not true. Uh, But sometimes they don't know exactly how much we are suffering. I know it was true for me. So talk about your journey. What was going on for you and how did you find the answers you were seeking? Absolutely. So when I got into residency in family medicine, I met my wife about a month or two in and we had, you know, a wonderful love affair. And then six months later, her adrenals were crashed out and um, she had chronic fatigue. And so I asked everybody that I knew while I was going through residency, specialists and whatnot, and nobody could really help. And then I started doing a ton of research on it. And, you know, three years later, she was most of the way better. And I graduated residency and then I crashed out and I got fatigue. Um, and so, you know, I was, I was gathering all this information. I was really able to help my patients and help them get better. I got, you know, I learned a lot from functional medicine, learned a lot from environmental medicine, did different trainings and learning more about toxicities and all that all helped that. my clients. But then I got this chronic fatigue and it was awful. I could only work a couple hours a day. I had this big staff at that point. I'd graduated residency, started my own practice, had to bring on other practitioners that then I had to train so that they could support all this overhead that I had. Um, I had all this body pain. My brain fog was awful. I couldn't remember anything. And then I started treating myself. And so I was already kind of in the functional medicine mindset, but I wasn't a good patient. I wasn't good at prioritizing my health like a lot of people are and aren't in the healthcare field. And so then I started applying all these things. And what I found was that I had pretty much every single cause of fatigue. And I would treat a cause and I would get a little bit better. And then treat another cause, I would get a little bit better. But it was only when I found 
all of these causes that I really achieved amazing health and amazing energy. And that's what I see all the time in my clients is that they, they, uh, they've been treated a little bit, you know, and so people are trying this, that, and the other thing. And they're like, okay, I took some adrenal stuff. I took some thyroid stuff and it gave me a little bit of a bump, but they don't realize that they have to explore and treat all of the causes in order for them to achieve the best energy of their lives. Yes, and I apologize for all that movement. I actually had to switch my mic and put my headset on, but uh, you're absolutely right. And I just want to step back for a second because as a board-certified medical doctor, I really wasn't taught much about evaluating people and treating them for fatigue, probably like you. So what did we do when people came to us and said they were tired? We might do a hemoglobin and hematocrit. We might do an Epstein-Barr virus and a mono. uh, And we might check your thyroid, but just a TSH and a total T4, not a full thyroid profile. Anything else you can think of we might do as regular doctors? Well, then the serious stuff like cancer or, mm-hmm. um, you know, heart failure, um, lung disease. But yeah, the general ones are the ones you recommended, yeah. Right, and so fatigue really remains one of the big, what I call black holes in the doctor's office. It's really not addressed, and that's where I think functional medicine shines is with these diagnoses that are really descriptors of symptoms, but they're not really diagnoses that tell you what's causing it. And it sounds like you had that, but then you discovered a bigger world. So how did you discover that and what opened for you? So it really was just curiosity. You know, it was coming from conventional medicine, asking a lot of questions of my attendings in medical school and residency and not getting answers. So then I went into, um, I learned about American Holistic Medical Association. I got board certified in holistic medicine while I was in residency. I learned about integrative medicine and then functional medicine when I came out of residency. And then environmental medicine was really great for helping me with learning about heavy metals and chemicals and molds. And then I did um, specialized training in infections to learn more about how to treat those. Because, you know, for me, it's really about, okay, where are the holes? You know, when I hear different things from my patients, it's like, okay, who's doing what that's working that I'm not doing? What do I need to learn in order to get to the next level? Because I could get people better to a certain level by replacing their B12 and replacing their hormones, let's say. But then there was this group of people who I couldn't get better. And so those are the people who have all these toxicities that we're going to talk about more in a little bit. But it's it's constantly learning more and plugging those holes so that I can treat anybody who walks in the door with fatigue. Right. So when you got better, you started working with other clients, and now it's become your life's mission, sounds like, to help a million people fix their fatigue. Yes. Which is awesome. So talk about your four-step process that you use in helping people with fatigue. So the four-step process that I found that really works, the first step is to assess. And so this is really to figure out what all those causes are, because what I found is that there are 15 different causes of fatigue and everybody has different causes. So that's why those tre- treatments that you know my best friend over here took for their fatigue helped them, but didn't help me because they had adrenal dysfunction, mold, and Epstein-Barr, and I have 
Lyme and thyroid issues. You know, so they can be completely different mm-hmm. and they're and so, you know, what they took doesn't work for me. So you have to assess and you have to test for everything. So everything that is all the deficiencies and then all the excesses. And so um yeah, so let's kind of dive into that a little bit in terms of the assessment. Okay. Um, and so in terms of the deficiencies, we're looking at deficiencies in hormones, adrenals, thyroid, sex hormones. Um, we're looking at deficiencies in nutrients, B12, vitamin D, magnesium. We're looking at deficiencies in water. So people who are living chronically dehydrated, deficiencies in sleep, deficiencies in exercise. And then with the excesses, we're looking at heavy metals, chemicals, molds, infections, allergies, negative emotions or trauma, electromagnetic frequencies, parasites, dental cavitations or hidden dental infections. So those are kind of the two groups, deficiencies and excesses that we want to assess. And then step two is replacing those deficiencies. Because what I found is that you got to get people strong before you try to get rid of the crap. Because by boosting their adrenals and their thyroid and their nutrients and their sex hormones, so many things come back online. Their energy goes up several ticks on the scale. They're better able to function in their daily lives. They're better able to take care of themselves, make good food choices, which we know is so important. So that's number two. And then step three is detoxification. So then you start to open up the detoxification pathways, liver, kidney, lymph, skin, breath, Mm -hmm stool, you know, all of those things. And then you get rid of the crap. That's step four, which usually takes the longest amount of time, six to 12 months generally. So we like to get there as soon as possible. First couple months are the first um, couple steps and then lo- and then the, um, the rest of it really is the last. And so that's getting rid of heavy metals, chemicals, molds, infections, all the toxicities that we're being exposed to um, in this world that our bodies really aren't you know, made for, you know, 100,000 pounds of mercury being dumped in our oceans every year, 84,000 chemicals that we're exposed to in products on a regular basis. You know, half of the homes built in this country have water damage and most of those have mold, you know, and then our exposure to all of those things cause a whole bunch of these infections to become opportunistic. And so they start causing problems in our bodies. So yes, that's and- the process. Yes, and I love that. It's very aligned with my philosophy, um, which I, I like to say, bad stuff out, good stuff in, balance everything. <laughs> um, and you, you've got the assess in there first, but it's so true. I agree with you that you really have to get a certain amount of strength and uh, balance in people before you start removing things like heavy metals in particular, uh, because it can be very hard on the body. So I usually have people go through a whole first set to get them stable before we do that. So I love that process. And you know what, I want to back up for a minute, because some people listening are probably thinking, well, do I have fatigue? I don't know if I have fatigue. Maybe I do. Maybe I don't. Some people are probably pretty clear. But what is a definition that you would give someone? How would you let them know that they were fatigued? What would you be looking for or questions asking them? So I tell people that if they are tired and it's not relieved with rest, then they have fatigue. So this could be, you know, you exercise really hard and then you get a good night's sleep, um, and you're still not well-rested the next day, you know, or you have some kind of stressor. You have, uh, 
motor vehicle accident, you have a, you know, divorce or separation, or, you know, you went to medical school, you know, and then you have a hard time, you know, getting out of bed, even though you may have, or people, you know, when they're done with their finals in college, right, you sleep for a couple weeks, and then you're back to baseline. Well, if you don't get back to baseline, then you're fatigued. And now it's different. So that's that's my definition. But according to some of these bigger organizations, you have to then have that fatigue for six months before it's even acknowledged, which I think is is foolhardy because you have to, as soon as you start noticing that things are wrong in the body, you have to, as you said, get them back into balance. Right. Okay, great. Thank you for sharing that. So people listening can, can know if they go on vacation and sleep late every day and go to bed early, and they're not restored after that vacation, then you probably have some degree of chronic fatigue. So talk about you talked about the the overarching uh, kind of and that you mentioned the 15 different causes. Pick the top ones, maybe the top three. And if you just want to talk about the most common things that you see with people, disorders and what they are and how you address them, that would be wonderful. Sure. Well, and the reason why I've also set up the, these, you know, these four, this four step process in the way that I have is because there are a certain amount of people that are going to get better just by replacing deficiencies. So that's really a, you know, a great place to start, especially for, um, your viewers and listeners, because, you know, the people who I see have all of these or so many of these things. Um, but for a lot of people who are listening, they may just have adrenal dysfunction. They may have thyroid dysfunction, which I think is grossly undertreated. You know, people don't realize that thyroid really is our best cholesterol medication. It is our best anti-high blood pressure medication you know, and it really supports all the other hormones. So, you know, when women become menopausal, the smoother it is for them has to, or how, you know, it has to do with how supportive their adrenals and their thyroid are. If adrenals and thyroid are robust, then you you can have your ovaries go quiescent and you're going to be fine. You're not going to have a lot of hot flashes. You're not going to have vaginal dryness. You're not going to have sleep problems. So, um, they just they play a huge role. So hormones and then nutrient deficiencies like B12, magnesium um, to bowel tolerance to make sure that you're, you're taking enough. You take it until um, your stools get a little bit loose and then you back off a little bit so that you're stooling every day. So those are those are the big ones that I would say might be most pertinent. But then, you know, it's going off into some of these other ones. If you do all those things, you know, and I get people all the time saying, you know, I eat right, I meditate, I'm taking all these things and I'm still not better. And that's when it's you have to start looking at the toxicities. Right. And I just want to emphasize what you mentioned. Uh, your thyroid really is your your battery. And I call them the major metabolic driver hormones, thyroid, cortisol, and insulin, those the three musketeers. And then your sex hormones are ancillary to that. But it's so true what Dr. Evans saying that the, those main metabolic drivers, uh, if they're solid, you're probably not going to suffer with menopause or female hormone symptoms. But if they're deficient or unbalanced, then when the estrogen, progesterone and testosterone start becoming unbalanced, I call it the straw that broke the camel's back. 
people start having major problems and they think, oh, it's my sex hormones. And it's almost never just your sex hormones. Right. There are always these other issues. So these major seven metabolic hormones, those plus DHEA form this kind of web um, that I, I call it the foundation, probably because I'm OBGYN is the foundation of health. So you've got to get that balance. And then I love that you're talking about the nutritional deficiencies, because really, in this day and age, as you know, we can't eat our way into adequate nutrition and the body wants to heal itself. And like you said, there's some people you can just give them those nutrients and then they can correct themselves. But then the category I think you're getting at next, go ahead, go ahead and talk about that. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I was going to jump into infections if yeah. that's all right. Yes. That's what I thought you were going to go to <laughs> the really challenging toxicities and the infections and Exactly. And, and all those deficiencies are really caused by all of these toxicities. So the stress on the body that's caused the adrenal deficiencies and the thyroid issues with the antibodies to the thyroid and Hashimoto's and thyroid deficiencies has to do with the stress on the body. And this could be mental, emotional stress, but a lot of it can be the physical stressors like these toxicities, you know, and how they affect the body and how they cause stress. And one of those major ones are infections. So, you know, sometimes it's Lyme and Lyme type infections. Um, sometimes it's Epstein-Barr, but there are some in there that people don't know a lot about that I'd love to chat about for a second. One of them is called Bartonella. And Bartonella is a bacteria that is found in upwards of 50% of all domestic animals. So if you've ever been licked by a dog, oftentimes you have Bartonella, but Bartonella doesn't really come out to play until the immune system gets distracted by heavy metals, chemicals, and molds. And when Bartonella comes out, then you start getting headaches, neck pain, body pain, problems sleeping, anxiety, depression, pain on the bottom of the feet. And this one's really interesting for folks where it really resonates if they've got it because it's kind of, it's usually misdiagnosed as plantar fasciitis. Oftentimes people don't like to walk around their homes barefoot, or at least mm -hmm. it takes a while for that to kind of wear off first thing in the morning because the bottom of the feet are so sensitive. Sometimes pain in the joints of the hand, joints of the feet, muscle cramps, usually in the calves, thyroid issues, sometimes stretch marks. And you don't have to have all of those things, you know, Three of those things, you know, may be Bartonella. And I've got a quiz on my website that people can check out if they think that that sounds like them. But Bartonella can cause thyroid issues. And, you know, serendipitously, I, I found a way to, you know, I started reversing thyroid issues and getting people off of their thyroid meds, which I was never able to do before when I started treating Bartonella, you know, I was able to kind of start weaning people off because I had this patient come in, she was hyperthyroid. I couldn't figure out what, what was going on because we had just started treating her Bartonella. And we started weaning her off of the thyroid medication that she was on because Bartonella plays a huge role in that battery, in that thyroid, like you were talking about. So that's Bartonella. There's an infection called Babesia that makes women sweat all the time, but it's different than hot flashes. It's kind of like spontaneous sweating. Oftentimes they'll have a cough with it. They'll have really bad sleep and oftentimes anxiety to the point of panic and depression to the point of suicidal thoughts. And so that can be this bug called Babesia, which is very much like a malarial organism that causes these fevers that happen occasionally. So all of these can also then put more stress on the body and cause more fatigue. Right. So these are the infections that aren't really 
standardly checked for in mainstream medicine. Uh, they require special labs and they're not first line. You have to generally go to a functional medicine specialist to get this checked. So people listening, if you're having some of the symptoms that Dr. Evans mentioning, you could have one of these, I call them co-infections. And so how would you diagnose somebody who's having these symptoms, including fatigue, but some of the other symptoms that might clue you in that they have Bartonella, Babesiosis, some of those things? So there is a lot of crossover, you know, which is why I like to do a lot of testing. You know, I didn't used to. I tried to use my brain, my sechel, as much as possible, you know, to figure all this stuff out. And I was able to do it to a certain degree. But, you know, I just got back from a conference that talked about, you know, mold and Bartonella and how so similar their symptoms can be so similar. And there's so much overlap. And now we know that a lot of these infections um, live in the biofilm and the hiding places in the body. And then they swap DNA with each other. So sometimes these bugs that we're looking at are like, I call Bortonesia, which is a combination of like Borrelia, which is Lyme, Bartonella and Babesia, Bortonesia, like it's these combinations sometimes that we're seeing of these bugs. But mm-hmm. in terms of diagnosing them, you know, I really like using urine PCR testing, which is essentially urine DNA testing for these, for these bugs through DNA connections. And that's connections with an X. Um, dot com and people can go on there and they can order the test without a a doctor's um, order and you just have to um, make sure that 30 minutes prior um, or you do 30 minutes of exercise prior to doing the test or you have a, a vigorous lymph massage to get all the bugs out before you do the test but that's a good way but you know even the centers for disease control say that these bugs are really clinical diagnoses so they're based off of the symptoms they're based off of the practice the practitioner seeing and being like, okay, these are all the symptoms of Bartonella. Which ones do you have? You know, I think they just came out recently, once again, talking about how the Western blot test really is for epidemiologic studying only. You know, it's Mm -hmm. not for diagnosis. So even the Centers for Disease Control acknowledge that we don't have very good testing. And so we need to use our, our clinical acumen to determine whether or not someone has them. But We talked about Bartonella. We talked about Babesia, you know, Borrelia, which is classically known as Lyme. You know, people have migrating joint and body pain. So depending on the day depends on, you know, where the site hurts, you know, and they might have nerve pain as well. But that's kind of the cardinal sign is that it moves around the body. And then Epstein-Barr, oftentimes people have large lymph nodes, but it's usually if they don't have some of these other symptoms, but they're still tired all the time. And I've addressed all of the other things that I can think of, you know, then we know that it's it's Epstein-Barr. So that's that's a little bit on those infections and how to diagnose them. And in the clients that you work with, what percent would you say have one of these kind of rare, rarer infections who have fatigue? Yeah, it's pretty high. It's probably 70%. And remember, people coming to see me, you know, I've seen 10 to 30 different practitioners, you know, and mm-hmm. haven't gotten relief from their fatigue. So probably around 70%. Mm-hmm. And then do you also find a lot of people with chronic mold infections and sensitivity, things like that? 
Yeah, molds are huge. You know, like I said, you know, half of all of the buildings in this country have water damage and most of those have mold. You don't have to just live in the Pacific Northwest or in Tennessee in order, you know, for you to see a lot of it. You know, the joke is when someone says, well, you know, I'm going to move into the southwestern part of the country. You say, great, are you going to have indoor plumbing? You know, because, you know, indoor plumbing breaks and then, you know, or there's a flood in the basement, but I mean, it can help. You can dry yourself out by going into drier climates because the, the, the humidity is going to be a lot less, which is going to inhibit the, um, the mold and the mold toxins in the body from blooming. But yeah, they're huge. And I tell people you cannot get rid of infections if you have mold. And so always the first thing when I'm working with somebody, if there's any suspicion of mold, we're testing them for mold in their body. We're testing them for mold in their home. We're getting them out of that home if that's the case and making sure they don't move into a place that has mold because that's super common. They're just so desperate to get out that they get into another place. And then you know, they're not getting better. We run another check on their home and then it's like, oh, you just moved into a place that has, has mold. So incredibly important. Yes. I had a patient um, last year who was having uh, not only fatigue that was interfering with her job, but all kinds of strange neurologic symptoms, what seemed like panic attacks, but she wasn't really anxious about something, but her heart was racing. She'd end up in the emergency room. She was having strange neurologic unilateral shooting pains in her face and in some of her limbs and these seeming disparate uh, symptoms. And finally she got to me and um, we actually diagnosed that she had um, exposure to black mold Mm. and long story short, it was in her workplace and it just became a long drawn out issue, but we got her better, but she did have to leave working there because she worked in a basement of a moldy building. Um, And in the Southeast where I'm located, mold is a huge problem just because the air is so moist, probably more buildings than not Mm -hmm. have some type of mold. So it's one of the first things that we look at. I know for her, we had done a a Cyrex panel, um, And so is that that's something that you see pretty frequently? Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah, it's very common in my population. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then how do you work with people to alleviate these? Because particularly with Lyme, the standard protocol is antibiotics, but it's really not that effective in right. getting rid of the infection. So what kind of approach do you use? So I love to go strong. You know, I want to make sure that what I use is going to work, but I also love using natural stuff because I don't want to hurt people. So I use very potent herbs, which are specific for these organisms. So I'm a big fan of the Byron White formulas, you know, ABART for Bartonella, ABAB for Babesia, AL complex for Lyme or Borrelia. And they work wonderfully as long as heavy metals, chemicals, and molds are being taken care of. But it's, it's amazing how fast you can get people better when you're using very potent herbs. And you're absolutely right. The research, I believe Dr. Horowitz did a study on this and did antibiotics versus like, I think the Cowden protocol. And they found that when you removed the antibiotics, the infections come right back. But when you remove the herbs, they didn't. So it is very important. Yeah. And then the, and the antibiotics are so toxic on the body for so many other reasons as well, damaging mitochondria, disrupting the, um, the good flora. So it's important to use other methods. 
And do you think that this is something that people can DIY, people listening are thinking, oh, I, I think I have Bartonella and I want to DIY and I'm going to look up all these things or how does somebody navigate this? Yeah, th- there's a lot that they can DIY and I kind of go into a lot of this in my book that people can mm-hmm. download for free on my website or you know get on Amazon, um, you know, in terms of replacing nutrients and stuff like that. But in terms of getting rid of heavy metals, chemicals, molds and infections, like you do need some support, um, a lot of support oftentimes because there are a lot of nuances. I tell people we're always looking for the Goldilocks dose with a lot of these things. The Byron White formulas mm-hmm. are incredibly potent. And if someone does a search online, they'll find stories of people who were helped by it, but a lot of people who were hurt by it because they were in the hands of the wrong people. Sometimes I'll start people off with, you know, a drop rubbed into their hands every couple of days. That's how strong this stuff is. So um, they have to be, you have to work with a practitioner who's knowledgeable in them in order to get the benefits. Right. Thank you for pointing that out. And it's the same with the heavy metals, even sometimes with the natural quote unquote chelators that you can get cilantro um, and other herbs that you can buy um, to help uh, detoxify vitamin C is a a great chelator. Even doing it yourself can make you pretty sick. So most people fare way better than when they have guidance. Um, so how do people work with you? Well, and thank you for the free download of the book. We'll put the link in the show notes to your website, fixyourfatigue.org. And you can download Dr. Evans book for free on his website. And that gives a lot more detail. And then how do people work with you? So there's several ways, you know, I recommend that people jump into our free Facebook group which is they can get at through the website, fixyourfatigue.org. There's also a button to apply to work with me if somebody wants to work with me one-on-one. And we do have coaching programs coming out, um, you know, thanks to your good guidance and support. Um, You know, I see a lot of benefit there. And so I'm excited about launching a coaching program so that I can really help a million people resolve their chronic fatigue because I definitely can't do it just by doing the one-on-ones. Right. So just like I have group programs that I hold, Dr. Evans is going to be starting a group program shortly. So you definitely want to stay tuned for this because this is a huge issue. Mm-hmm. And something that's very interesting is um, I usually do a one-on-one consult with everyone in my group program and we have one going now. So I've recently been doing those consults and people generally will bring me their labs and get my opinion and i'll talk to them about the abnormalities that i see and from a functional medicine standpoint what the underlying root cause is and what needs to be done and they'll say immediately this is what they'll say oh so do i need to go to an endocrinologist oh so do i need to talk show this to my regular doctor and they'll help me with my thyroid oh so and that makes sense because we're trained in that paradigm. However, what I have to educate people and what you need to get about Dr. Evan and myself is that we have additional training that looks at the root cause of disease that encompasses all of these kind of esoteric causes that you're not going to get at your regular doctor's office. And so I have to explain to people, and I'm sure you do too, your endocrinologist won't know what to do with this. Your regular doctor won't know what to do with this. They won't know what you're talking about. They may even tell you it's a bunch of nonsense. I've had that happen. Um, But the proof is in the pudding. 
when you help people lose 30, 50, 100 pounds, when you help people go from um, being so tired that they can't work a full-time job to being able to work a full-time job and have hobbies and enjoy their family life uh, again. I'm sure you have that, Dr. Evan. Speaking of which, talk about some of your most um, memorable patients that you've worked with, with fatigue. There's so many. Um, but yeah, I think some of the the fastest, most dramatic changes are kind of some of my favorites to talk about, you know, and some of them are, I've got some video testimonials on my website, um, but it's really about hitting the right buttons in the right order, you know, which is kind of this experience that we bring um, to, you know, bring people to the next level. But, you know, I had one case of a 45-year-old female who actually came to me and she was hyperthyroid and she was having some gastritis. And so I knew based off some research that I had seen that um, there was an association between H. pylori and hyperthyroidism. And so I treated her H. pylori, which is something that usually associated with having an ulcer or can be. And so we treated H. pylori and it was like, it's like a month that her hyperthyroidism completely resolved. Um, so, you know, that was really remarkable. Um, and then, you know, she got a little bit hypothyroid because she had a number of other causes that we needed to bring up. Um, you know, the, the Bartonella is really so much fun to, to treat, um, you know, individuals who come in who've got pain on the bottom of their feet. Um, they've got the cramping. And really, in a short amount of time, they can, um, they can see significant improvements in resolving that. I had one guy, um, in terms of like Babesia, I had one guy who came in who had a chronic cough. He was a singer. And he was sweating all the time. He had a chronic cough, um, problems sleeping. And I was like, well, I wonder if he's got Babesia. Let's start on treating his Babesia. And sure enough, after one drop, his cough went away. And then he, he only needed like three, four drops. Um, but in several months, he stopped sweating. Um, you know, his, his sleep was so much better. So many of these symptoms resolved. And it's really just about being able to identify, okay, what is the problem for this individual? Having a bid, big enough um, spectrum, you know, that your differential, that all of the potential causes that you're looking at are broad enough. So you make sure you're not missing everybody or anybody and that you're taking into account everything that they're saying, all their subjective experience, all their labs, and you're putting all that together. Because like you said, with, you know, the conventional establishment, they're pretty much looking just at the labs. It's such a shame when somebody comes to me, they are obviously hypothyroid and their life would be so much better if we increased their thyroid. But the doctor said, you know, your TSH is suppressed, which means it's low or you're, you know, you're, yeah, it's, it doesn't look like you have low thyroid on your lab. So I'm not going to give you more thyroid. And it's just, it's just, they're just not familiar with actually how the thyroid works, some of the consequences, the real consequences of not having enough thyroid, like having a heart attack or a stroke, among other things. And so it's, it's really about putting together the subjective experience that the individual has with those labs, which is, you know, what we do in functional medicine. Right. And you just brought out so many points. And if anybody listening thinks their thyroid is functioning low, but your labs say not, 
This is what I want you to do. Look up the Barnes, Broda Barnes test, and you can do a basal body temperature chart and see if your thyroid is functioning low. But even if that's normal and clinically you have low thyroid, you can still have subclinical, what we call subclinical hypothyroidism. And also what I want everyone listening to know is that Fatigue is often very much normalized in our society as being a part of quote unquote normal aging. And I want to debunk that myth today. It is not normal to be tired because you're 40, 50, 60, 70. It is not normal, just like it's not normal to be overweight. Now I should rephrase that because I should say that In America, we've normalized that. So the normal American, as they get older, is overweight and tired. But in other cultures, it's not so. Uh, And it's not so because they don't have some of the infectious and toxin agents and hormone imbalances and nutritional deficiencies that we suffer with. So there's always a root cause. And that's what doctors who are trained in functional medicine are designed to get at. And that's what Dr. Evans specializes in. So if you're hitting Starbucks every day, or maybe in the afternoon too, can't get by without coffee or Red Bull, and you're just feeling like you're dragging, there's always a reason. And you may not find the reason at the traditional route doctor's office. So you deserve to live a life that's full of vitality and has energy and have the energy to do the things you love. And I know Dr. Evan loves to sing in musicals. I love to sing. I sing in the choir. You need to be out doing that. So just on a personal note, what it was. So do you perform in musicals? I have in the past. Yeah. Right now I'm I'm taking a brief hiatus, but yeah, I, I love musicals. I love seeing them probably more than performing in them, but fortunately it's uh, it's something that we, we love to do as a family. And so where does joy come into creating brilliant health in, in your life and your patient's life? So once people get to a point where they have more energy, that's when I start talking more about mindset, you know, and, and starting, you know, they can't really focus on that, you know, while they're, they're feeling like crap. And so when you get into mindset, that's when I start talking about a gratitude practice, you know, just saying three things every day and really feeling that gratitude because anybody can find three things to be grateful for. And it just changes your physiology. There was a great study in Harvard a number of years ago, just three things, um, you know, start changing all the limiting beliefs that I have. As I, um, as I think about beliefs that are limiting me, I change them into empowering beliefs. And I keep a log of this and I look at them every single morning when I do my, my daily practice. I'm looking at what are those empowering beliefs? And then what are those empowering questions? You know, if I'm, if I'm asking myself, you know, why does my life suck and this person's life is great? Guess what? The brain is going to find the data for that answer. It's going to find the, um, that information because it's such a great search engine. And that's not the questions we want to be asking. We want to be asking, who do I need to be in order to be, you know, the best husband to my wife, the best father to my daughter? How do I, how do I show them how much I love them? How do I show up for my patients and provide exactly what they need in order to move them in a positive direction? So these are all of the questions that I ask myself every morning. And then I go into visualizations. So visualizing the future, you know, the brain doesn't know the difference between reality and fantasy. Mm -hmm. 
And if you, and we know this because, you know, when you watch a scary movie, your blood pressure goes up, you know, you're producing a lot more cortisol. And so, um, you know, saying these things and visualizing what you want in your future is so incredibly important. Your 90 day goals, your 180, your 365, your five year, your 10 year. And so that's what I do. And I, and I look at my perfect day. What would, what is my perfect day going to look like? And then, you know, the universe has no choice. And this is getting a little spiritual here, but the universe has no choice but to conspire and create that for you. And so I encourage people to have a daily practice as well, which includes those things. Yes, you're speaking my language, Dr. Evan. This is something I love to talk to people about. But your point is well taken that when you do have physical reasons, infections, toxicity, nutritional deficiency, to have chronic fatigue, mindset is probably not the first issue that needs to be tackled. And so I love that you address those physical issues first, but that you have the mindset piece because you do want to ask the empowering questions, not the disempowering ones. Right. And that is really what will help propel you. And I think that you can learn how to harness this energy to create your life the way you want it. And so teaching patients those tools that it sounds like both of us have used, I think is very empowering, powerful stuff. And I I can't wait to see what happens when you do help a million people transform. Woot, woot. Woot, woot. <laughs> so I have to ask you, the name of the podcast is Her Brilliant Health. How would you define Her Brilliant Health? Her Brilliant Health. Yes. So, uh, you know, I'm envisioning this woman with kind of her arms out, you know, out in the sun. And it really is this balance, yes, of the, you know, the mind, body, spirit, you know, all of those things really operating on all cylinders and somebody living a conscious life, you know, where every single day they're working on improving, you know, one aspect of their life. You know, they're moving every day, they're dancing, they're singing, they're, um, their their mindset is awesome and they see the positive in the in in everything that's coming you know the future um you know their body is is robust and they've they're detoxing appropriately you know it's it's operating on all cylinders it's that balance that you talked about on all these different aspects mind body spirit health yes thank you so much dr evan dr Evan Hirsch, fixyourfatigue.org. Go there to download his free book and learn more. Dr. Evan is the fatigue doctor, the one I would definitely go to and recommend if I were having chronic fatigue. And I will help you and support you in reaching a million people because there are way more than that that need this type of help. So thank you so much for your journey and for the work that you do. Um, I know it wasn't easy, but it was for a reason so that you right. could help other people suffering needlessly. Thank you so much for joining me today. Absolutely. Thank you, Dr. Kieran. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Her Brilliant Health Radio. Hopefully you are inspired to take action on some new information you received today. A step towards the bountiful, blissful, beautiful vitality that you deserve. If you have health topics and questions you'd like addressed, please message me on my Facebook page 
or visit KieranDunstonMD.com and let me know. I'd love to help. Remember to share this podcast on social media and send it to your friends and family who could benefit from it too. If you love the show, please go right now to iTunes, write a review, and make sure to subscribe to the podcast so you'll be the first to know when future episodes are available. Thank you again for joining me. And remember, achieving optimal health isn't magic, it's science.